All right, welcome back. We're yeah. in uh, episode two. two, so you would have just seen um, a couple of days ago our part one, and it has. So we recorded all on the same night, but it has divulged into fucking freezing at this point. <laughs> yeah, it is, I can legitimately see my breath right now. Yeah. It yeah. is so fucking cold. Thankfully, you can't see us in this um, segment, so <laughs> um, hopefully maybe we'll wait. Um, hopefully it'll be warmer for the next uh, part, but... Yeah. Um, well, if you hear like... Shivers or chattering yeah. of the teeth. <laughs> yeah, my teeth uh, are definitely going to be touching. Yeah. But uh, let's get a good show on. We can't. Um, uh, no reason to stop. Yeah, we can't sacrifice quality for for pain. That's exactly right. <laughs> Cracked open know. a cold one. Oh, that is yummy. Oh, my laptop is so cold. <laughs> Feel that. Oh yeah, my. Oh, that's scary. I'm scared for my laptop. Oh, yours is a little bit warm. I think because mine's a different like. Um, I think like mine's a surface? Like a different surface. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. My, I think mine's a bit more prone to being cold, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's not warm in here, I can tell I'm you that much. I'm going to take it inside tonight. There's no way I'm leaving it out here. Oh, do you normally leave it out here? Yeah, I do. Oh, mate. <laughs> I'll take the cameras in as well. Maybe, the, I don't should I have taken the mics? I'm worried. I don't know, but mate, it is... is that bad? <laughs> it's bad for humans to be this cold. It's fucking chilly right now. <laughs> All right, I digress. All right, uh, how would you like to... Um, I reckon we kick off with the album reviews. What do you think? Go for it, mate. I actually haven't written my album reviews down this okay. week, mate. They're all in. They're all up all here in, in the brain. So if I um, go a bit all over the place, okay. uh, please forgive me. But I oh, do well, have, I'm half retarded, so I need to write down. I have, uh, <laughs> I have my, I have it in my mind. So hopefully it's, uh, like it's not too bad for you, for the listeners. <laughs> all right. So I did uh, Ed Sheeran's number six collaborations project. Yeah. What is the six? Mi- I don't. Has he done five before? Is he up to his fifth album? He's done all the equations, plus, minus, divide, and times. Well, the way he said, like, number six collaborations project means to me it's the sixth collaboration. Mm, I'm not exactly sure of that one. I don't know, but, yeah, it's obviously a pop album, but there are two reasons I chose this album to review. There's a lot of rap features on here, and there weren't that many albums released. Okay. So it starts out with Beautiful People with Khalid, which I have heard on the radio a lot. Okay. I haven't even heard that song. Um, it's a actually. really good song. Yeah. I like it. But it is going to... Like Lil Nas X is shaking in his cowboy boots at this song. Okay. Is it going to knock him off, number one? Only time will tell. Probably not. That, that man is <laughs> on another level. <laughs> um... So yeah, it's actually, it is a banger. It's pretty much just about not being like other celebrities. They don't care about the glitz and the glam. They don't like parties. They're antisocial. And he touches on the fact that fame isn't all it's made out to be. I really like the champagne and rolled up notes, prenups and broken homes. That was really, really cool. And he says, um, uh, my biggest fear is that we become beautiful people. Like just, mm. b- just before the chorus. So sort of categorizing beautiful people as in these materialistic must-haves kind of like like fakes. Yeah. And he's like, my biggest fear is that I'll become one of them. And he's saying beautiful people in a negative way. And that, that was really cool. Uh, South of the Border has Camilla Cabello on it. Is it Cabello? Is it smoked Cabello? Cabello. Yeah, I think so. I think the L's are silent. Okay. Um, on that um, joint. It's definitely one of the more poppy songs, but it does have Cardi B on it, so I'll touch on her for a little bit. 
and I do have to admit, she was good. Like, it's the first Cardi B verse I've liked all the way through. Um, she finished her verse with drop album, drop a baby, but I never dropped the ball, which I thought was pretty good. And she actually, she just rapped normally. That's what I like. There was no, like, ending her rapping like this. Yeah. There was no hands. There was no hands. No, none of that. It was just her normal voice all throughout. And she's got a good voice. Like, her strong accent gives her rhymes, like, a little more flavor. And, like, does a little bit of the work for her. Yeah. Like, it legitimately, I like it. Uh, but the start of her verse was the best. She said... You want the lips and the curves, need the whips and the furs, and the diamonds I prefer in the closet, his and hers. Like, it was really, really cool. Like, she had quite a few different flows. I think there was, like, three or four different flows. And they were all catchy and good. So, yeah, shout out Cardi B for actually making something good for once. Shout out. <laughs> um, Cross Me has Chance the Rapper and PNB Rock. And PNB's part was weird. I'm going to play it right now, but it sounds like he's on the other side of the room. Okay. Um, at first, when I was listening to it, I thought it was like an effect. And when the beat came in, it would like sharpen up, but it doesn't. And like halfway through the song, while the other artists are being perfectly clear, halfway through the song, it'll come up like this again. Like it's quite... Like he's far away. Yeah, that sounds like, cool though. Like that's perfectly clear. Yeah. And then He's just like it's like nav all over again on bloody Yosemite. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that was I don't really know what was going on there. Um Chance wasn't really that great. It seems like he sort of turned down the lyricism just because it's a pop song. Uh Take Me Back to London though is the track that has everyone talking. The banger with Stormzy, co-produced by Skrillex and Kenny Beats. Uh, and I want to talk about the beat a bit as well. Uh, it seriously reminds me of something, but I just cannot put my finger on it. Like, at first I thought it was, um, oh, Sale by AWOL Nation. Oh, yeah. But it's not. Um, I, I cannot put my finger on it. I've looked on the Genius page for, like, any interpolations. What, wait, what are they called? Interpolates? Interpolations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any samples, anything like that, and there's nothing there, and no one else was talking about it. But it seriously reminds me of like, does this ring any bells to you? I've heard this song. Like the the flow is isn't super original. It's a good one, but the beat, the like the plucks, they seriously remind me of something. Yeah, they're, they're not. Um, they sound like they're definitely. Taking some inspiration, I, I don't quite. Uh, yeah, I don't know the song. I've literally been on the case for like the whole week. Hmm. I, yeah, it really annoys me. But um, oh, where am I up to? Uh, yeah, Stormzy kills it, of course. I uh, I'm gonna try and sort of like do this in a little bit of a a um a grime accent. Okay. Where I'm from, chat chick get banged. Where I'm from, chat chick get a. Le- oh, it's so hard. Where I'm from, chat chick get banged. Where I'm from, chat chick let a 12 gauge rich be able to sip how it rips my hand. I don't mix with the glitz and the gram. Hate the stupid pricks on the gram. I like butchered all of that, but like, it was so good. How we like, it's so rhyme heavy. Like there's, you know, the the chat shit, gauge rip, yet sick how it fits in my hand. 
and he's sort of like he's switching between. It's not like A B. It's just like A B A B A A A B B B A B A B. He's just chopping it up. Yeah, he's mental. Uh, Ed's rhymes are okay. The lyricism is a little bit weak. Like he he does rap on it um, quite well, but yeah, the lyricism does get weak at times. Like with lines like um, "Give me a packet of crisps with my pint." Uh, but his flows are quite good, and he can rap fast. Uh, best part of me is a soft song where he's singing about his insecurities, and he wonders how the hell his missus can love him. It features Yeba, who I haven't heard of before. Okay, it's a chick who sings about her insecurities and how the hell her man can love her, and it's like, you know, they're singing about each other. Uh, and it was a really cool take on a concept that's been done over and over a hundred times. It's not really my kind of music, but I can tell that it's good. Uh, I don't care as well as it's the is one of the hits that will have Lil Nas X shaking in his cowboy boots. Mm. It's the track with Justin Bieber, and it's just about being antisocial, which I'm sure will resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but it also has a, a bit of a love story in there. The next track is also going to give Lil Nas X a run for his money. This one's called Antisocial. And it features Travis Scott. Oh, Travis. Yeah. The intro is really, really cool. He's got a little sample of uh, Grandmaster Flash. Oh. Uh, he's like at a wedding and he just says like, to all the cool people out there, you better leave because it's about to go off. Something like that. There you go. Um, so yeah, that was actually really cool hearing Grandmaster Flash. I didn't think that would be a, a thing that I would hear. Yeah. Listening to an Ed Sheeran and Travis Scott song. But the beat is just flames. Like You can obviously tell that this was made with Travis in mind. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Mr. Scott, though. Ed definitely outshone him, in my opinion. Uh, remember the name with Eminem and 50 Cent uh, has had a lot of people talking as well. It's quite weird. From what I heard, I only heard it once. Yeah. And, like, Eminem just sounds odd on it. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I just wasn't hearing it properly or because I only heard it once, I was just expecting one think- thing or the other or... I think it's like, I don't know, Eminem turned down or like ghost written perhaps. It doesn't sound it's like, like M. pop. Is it pop? It is like pop. Pop sort of, he's sort of rhyming yeah. very boxy. Yeah, yeah. It's like just A, B, A, B. Like it's very structured. It's not like, like with the rhymes, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I, I do agree. I didn't write that, but yeah, it did, did seem off. Um, <clears throat> but it interpolates a few songs from both M and 50, which I really liked. Uh, My Name Is and I'm Back from M, and then Into Club by 50. Um, and th- the way the production sort of switched the beat when each different artist came on, like it was M, 50, then M, and it would like go from My Name Is to Into Club and then to I'm Back. And it was really, really cool the way it like smoothed out the transition mm. between them. It sounded really, really cool. Um, but the first time I listened to it, it threw me off when he said, um, grew up, like you said, like 10 minutes from the town of Ipswich or some shit like that. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a town very local to us. But, um, yeah, it, the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is, um, this is in the club. And then later on, I'm like, wait, is this, is this a different song? I didn't notice the transition because this is like, my name is now. Yeah. And like, it, it was really cool, like hearing that. Um, no one, unfortunately, had like outstanding lyricism or anything. The production was the best thing about the track because it was sort of like nostalgic and impressive at the same time. 
Uh, Feels features Young Thug and Jay Huss, and it's pretty much just about catching feelings for a woman. And Young Thug may have caught something else from her with the line, <laughs> she contagious like poison ivy. <laughs> he is like the king of sus lyrics, I swear. Um, not wrong on that front, mate. Jay Huss also memes it up a bit. This love gives you protein and vitamin. Oh, vitamin. Like the vitamins, minerals, very high number. Uh, Put It All On Me featuring LMI is back to a more poppy feel. And I, I know pop songs are meant to be repetitive, but this track is ridiculous. There's 11 paragraphs on Genius and two of them are verses. There's a refrain, pre-chorus, chorus, and post-chorus. And then a verse, and then it repeats. Like, it's just lazy. Uh, Nothing On You is back onto rap, but only like a little bit. Ed is still singing, but it features uh, Paulo Londro, or Londra, who okay. is Spanish. Uh, and Dave. Dave. Unfortunately, Alex isn't on this one. Oh, <laughs> disrespect to Alex. Uh, there wasn't any translation... There weren't any translations on Genius for Paulo's part, uh, considering it's all Spanish. Uh, Google just butchered the fuck out of it. Um, like, I could sort of tell it was very broken English. But from what I could tell, it was about a girl. Uh, since I left in the afternoon, I do to kiss do until making love, is what it translated to. Yeah. So that could either mean he asked her to marry him while they're making love, or they have sex so often that now they have love. There's like a stronger mm. connection. I, I don't really know which way it's leaning. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it could even mean something completely different. And Google has like added another word in there to help sort of bridge a gap. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I uh, really like the way that Dave ended his verse. It was about shopping and spending bands on clothes for women. Uh, and then he says, the outfit across the bread, I got the matching loafers. Oh, Which that's is quite hard. clever. That's yeah. hard right there. Uh, I Don't Want Your Money features her or H-E-R. Yeah. H- is it H-E-R? Uh, yeah, H-E-R. Because it stands for something. Her, uh, I don't know what it stands for, but it, yeah, it definitely stands for something. Her eggs rest. No, it's like something to do with like being anonymous. Okay, that's pretty cool. So I'm not sure. I like um, that. Um, yeah, it features H-E-R and... She doesn't get a verse, unfortunately. Um, I was looking forward to that. She killed the chorus. It sounded beautiful. Uh, 1,000 Nights is back on the rap with Meek Mill and a big a boogie with the hoodie. Uh, Meek killed it. He's got, like, a weird voice. It makes his lines sound, like, not sloppy, but, like, loosey-goosey. Loosey. Like, you sort of know what I mean? Like, he just, like... I don't know. Rather than rapping like this... He's just rapping like this and sort of going where he wants. Yeah. Like, it, it. it's not traditional, but it's really good. I, I like listening to it. Um, he ended his verse really cool. Um, now I walk in the stadiums, tell him, play my shit, and they go and sing like this. And then Ed came in on the chorus. Yeah. And that was really cool, kind of like alluding to them playing this song in the future. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just made you want to sing along, which is clever. Uh, I loved what the beat did when Boogie came on as well. Like, when he first came in, it was only the drums. And then at the end of his fourth line, it all came back in. And then on the last couple of lines, when he, like, sort of sped up and rapped a little bit off beat, the beat was then reversed. So you heard all the drums, like, backwards and shit. It sounded really cool with, like, the sort of, like, the relaxed rapping style, I guess. Uh, Way to Break My Heart 
contrary to expectations, does not have Billy Ray or Miley Cyrus on oh. it, but rather Skrillex. Skrill. Yeah. This is the same shit as the song before, 11 paragraphs, only two verses. Uh, it's the exact same stru- song structure. Skrillex went for a much more of a low-key approach, like the sort of electronic element as well. Uh, it's not like Wild for the Night at all. Uh, Blow is the last track. It features Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars, and it is the most juxtaposing song on the whole album. It starts out with a heavily distorted electric guitar rocking out with pretty heavy metal scream just as the drums start picking up. The rock turns down a little bit when Ed comes in, but at the end of his verse, he starts doing some like rock yelling kind of thing. I do have to admit, he is pretty good at it. Um, but as he's doing that, the rock like sort of gets turned up again. Uh, the track is just about a woman, but in between the verses and choruses, there's an electric guitar solo. It's actually really good. But Bruno Mars is not who I would pick for a rock song. Um, it's like the most discombobulating bit about this track is that it's the only song like this. He's got rap, he's got pop, like a touch of ballad. They all blend well together. They're all mainstream. You can blend those together like well, but after a softcore electronic song about having your heart broken, a rock song is not it. I think Lil Nas X got away with switching styles so fluently is because he did it all the way through, and it was only six tracks, whereas this was 15 tracks, all of them were similar, but the last one that stood out. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it didn't make much sense to me having this track in there. Um, but what I did really like about this album, though, was just like the clear-cut, strongly-built concept and messages that, that each track had. Um, admittedly, I don't listen to much pop, but tracks like Radioactive, for example, by Imagine Dragons, or Amy Shark's I Said Hi, the message is a bit blurry, like up for interpretation. Like, for all you know, the artist could mean this, or it could mean this. And I do think that songs have, or songs like that have their place in the world. Like, some of my favourite songs are blurry like that. But I think more often than not, especially in the world of pop, it can be used as, like, a lazy out. And I think the fact that Ed here has such, like, an ironed-out concept on every single song, it makes him look really good. Like, you know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, as for the rating, this is going to be pretty hard for me because I, I don't listen to pop. I don't like a large majority of it. But I can still see when something is objectively good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all of the rap features, which I can speak on, were very good and did what a feature should do. The production was incredibly consistent. But the last track just throws you the fuck off. And unfortunately, because it's the last track, it does leave a bad taste in your mouth. Like whenever you're thinking of the album later on, that's the track that's freshest in your brain. Mm -hmm. But considering it was good more often than not, and I did enjoy listening to it, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, that's pretty pretty high. Yeah. (laughs) It is pretty high. Um, I want to... I want to still marinate my thoughts of the Big Crit album for for now. So, do you want to do okay. your your uh, what did you do this week? Discog you, dive. Discog dive. Yeah, go for it. And I'll yeah, okay. um, I'll hit it. I'll hit it up after you. You do that. Yeah, right. So I did um, ASAP Ferg. Thinking of keeping it in the ASAP gang. Yep. Um, I don't really know too many Ferg tracks. Obviously, I know Plain Jane and like there's a couple of others. Mm-hmm. But he's got two studio albums and two mixtapes. Yep. Um. So yeah, let, let's jump all the way back to 2013 for his first album, Trap Lord. After listening to this one, I think Ferg is on a very similar wavelength to Rick Ross. 
He's just like a hardcore gangster who will kill you. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have the best lyricism. He doesn't rap fast, but he has a great voice and chooses dope beats. The majority of the concept is about, tr- or the majority of the content is about trapping, having a lot of money, and most importantly, girls just throwing themselves at him. Mm-hmm. This is the content that almost every song in this album has, which isn't a bad thing, by the way. Like, except for one or two songs. That's what the main concept is. Um, in Trap Lord, that track was Cocaine Castle, and it was about the struggles that an addict faces, doing anything for one more hit, destroying their families and relationships. He's got great lyrics like, you kiss that glass to hide your fears, obviously referring to a crack pipe, sort of you get high to escape reality. Uh, in the first chorus, where he's saying everyone's going to hit this Cocaine Castle to like, help describe how widespread it is, there's a baby crying in the background to represent broken families. In the outro, he says, why are you in my dreams? And the way I take that is he has quit and he's trying his best to stay sober. But in his dreams, he's indulging, which I know does happen to like sort of past addicts. I really, really like this song. Um, one big downfall of the album as a whole, though, is that he really struggles with making engaging choruses. More often than not, the chorus will just repeat things. Shaba was the worst offender for this, especially since it was all like cut up. So it was like, Shashaba, Shashashashaba, which made it really hard to sing along to. Uh, he had one song name in there that was just dope, Fergus Vicious. Oh, Fergus That's Vicious. dope. That is such, that, that is creative. That's a hard name. I love that. that. Uh, also in Murder Something, Walker Flocker says, Boy, you ass, you softer than breast. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong on that one, old, old Walker Flocker. Um, so, yeah, the majority of this album is just like sort of hardcore trap, which uh, I don't really have an opinion on. The best songs for me were uh, Lord, Cocaine Castle, and Work Remix with French Montana, Trinidad James, ASAP Rocky, and Schoolboy Q. Yeah, I think a lot of people know that one. That one's a pretty iconic uh, yeah. track, that one. Work, you mean? Uh, no, the... What oh, was Cocaine it? The, Castle. No, 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 the other one. Lord. No, oh, yeah, the work remix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you didn't say remix it. Oh, sorry, my bad, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ferg Forever, which was, I think, 2014, the year after. Um, <clears throat> already in the intro, Ferg shows some evolution here. He's rapping faster. He's introducing melodies and creative fun flows. But he does, drill, he does still struggle with <clears throat> shit choruses. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Jungle, for example, is literally just, yeah, uh, repeated like eight times. That's the chorus. Yeah. I... Like, <laughs> surely he could come up with something more creative than that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Fergsomnia, which I think is one of the shittest names I've ever heard, <laughs> has sampled that fucking car horn for the beat. Like the... Like, that's the beat. Yeah. It's so fucking shit. That's hard. That's it's a hard so no. Right there. Shut up! I hate it. It's one of the most difficult to listen to songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, he's not too bad on it, but the fucking beat. Just hearing. <laughs> it's so like that's all I can hear. I hate it. I hate it. I'm just. I'm moving on. Uh, in Bonnaroo, he's just talking over a soft beat, and it's about how he's. Like, he's never thought he'd, that he would get this far. And then he starts to slowly turn into rapping as the beat is building up. 
then the, the hi-hats do like a little kind of thing. Oh, and then the bass hits and he just goes off and it sounds really cool. Uh, Uncle is a really good song as well. It's Uncle. About, Uncle. Yep, <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> yeah, some Uncle. <laughs> uh, it's about his fucked up relationship with his uncle. Uh, I learned nothing from you. You took my chain because you said it glissed. I was only eight. I still love you because ignorance is bliss. You use a bitch, probably in the bathroom, rubbing on your clit. <laughs> <laughs> Claim you're committing suicide. Motherfucker, then slit your wrist. <clears throat> different from you because you live to die and I die to live. Which, uh, that last line. That's hard. Yeah, That's hard you live to die and I die to live. That is fucking amazing. And then there's got two sisters pregnant. Now they're brothers and cousins and shit. <laughs> Confused as fuck a lot for a toddler growing up. Like, it was such a heartfelt track. I really like that one. Uh, Jolly was a very Rastafarian vibe. And I don't really know if Ferg suits that. Like, he's more sort of, like, Arab, I guess. Yeah. Like, is that right? Ferg... Is Arab, yes. Is okay, yeah. Like, yeah. no, I don't think he is. I think he, he's from he's New got, York. Like, that, that sort of vibe, though. Yeah. He, like that sound. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rasta doesn't suit him. Rasta? You don't think the Rastafarian no. vibe? <laughs> no. Uh, Weave has a really bad beat as well. Like, I did not enjoy listening to it at all. Uh, this side was about growing up in the hood. He talked about his friend a lot. Uh, his oh, friend was brought up. Outside. What? I was just singing another song. What okay. was that called? This Side? This Side. Oh, there's a song by... Uh, who's that by? Sci High the Prince called That Side. Oh, yeah. And I was just singing oh, it. That Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, This Side, it's about his friend who was brought up in a family of bloods. And obviously, he became a blood himself. Straight up blooded. There's a lyric in there that really... Like, it hit me hard. For 31 seconds in an elevator, bah! Like a hundred neighbours. And apparently it's a pretty common initiation to go into an elevator for 31 seconds with like three or four other bloods and have to fight fight yourself. like Or not yourself, but like fight them off. Yeah. So you're in a very enclosed space. For, 31 seconds is a long time. I don't know why it's 31. Yeah. But like that's a long time for three and four people attacking you. Yeah. In an enclosed is everyone, space. Is it every man for themselves or is it like three on one? No, it's three on one. Or like four on one, depending on how many you're in there. And like if you succeed, you're a blood. That is fuck it like that. You meant to succeed in that. That's fucked. That's so That is pretty cooked. That hit me hard hearing that. Like that's that's common. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's hard stuff, right? And there. obviously that song about the bloods features YG. Yep. And to be honest, he kind of flopped, in my opinion. You didn't like, like was... the YG feature? Nah. Come at me, YG. Come at him. Um, commitment Issues tells the story of his dad being a bit of a player and hoeing around on his <laughs> mum. Uh, but he still respected his dad because he was fly and in his eyes his dad could do no wrong. You know, it's your dad. You're meant to love your dad. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but he also loved his mum and hated to see her cry and he wonders if seeing this messed up relationship that his parents had as a kid had any impact on his now commitment issues. Uh, the song did suffer from a repetitive chorus, though. And I think like a song like that, such like a sort of a mature, heartfelt track, had great opportunity for a mature chorus. Yeah. But yeah, he just he didn't take it. 
Uh, Talk It, the last track, is another mature beat where he talks about uh, police brutality towards black youth. I really like that track. Uh, so my favourite tracks on that one were Uncle and Talk It. Then moving on to Always Strive and Prosper. I think this one, I could be wrong on this, I think it's 2016. Um, it starts out with Rebirth, which I did not like at all. The concept of the track was that he had been reborn from the Trap Lord to the Trap Pope. Oh, the Trap Lords of the Trap Pope. <laughs> like, that's such a weak concept. That's, and, that's next level, if you ask me. <laughs> and the beat had such a bad melody, and like the chorus follows the same melody, so it's just... It was tiring hearing that. A Hungry Ham had the shittest chorus I've ever heard. Because <laughs> that's my block, Hungry Ham. Repeated like 20 times. The f- What the fuck is hungry ham? Hungry ham. Hey man, some hams are hungrier than others. <laughs> uh, strive is great though. It's about working hard to you know, to strive. Um, to shine. To shine. And, That's what that reminds me of. And how when you're working, you're missing out on so many opportunities. It was a pretty cool concept. I really like it. Uh, it featured Missy Elliott and, you know, of course she killed it. Of course. Uh, then we all know the song Level. Absolute banger. I'm on Featuring a new level. Future. Is that that is one? It future? Yeah, it is that one. Yeah. What a bop. Uh, yeah, so everyone knows that one. Absolutely iconic. Uh, Yami Gang is a good song where the whole group sort of comes together and pays their respects to ASAP Yams. But again, the chorus is just repetitive and nothing is happening with the beat while the chorus is playing. Like, it's just drums. So you're just forced to focus on the same line repeated over and over again. It's, it's just boring to listen to. Um, at the start, I compared this. I compared Ferg to Rick Ross, and I didn't actually know this, but they have a track together. And not to piss in my own pocket, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a great comparison. Like what they rap about is so similar. How they rap about it is so similar. And I think the biggest attraction to both of them is the voice. Yeah. Uh, Uzi Gang features Uzi and Marty Bowler, and Uzi's actually really good here. He's got the chorus. Goody. Really good here. <laughs> And he does it in his deep voice. He doesn't go with like the high-pitched auto-tune one. So it sounded really good. Uh, he also had a verse, and he carried a rhyme all the way through it, which I thought was like, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful People was also really nice. It was just saying that everyone should put their differences aside, come together, teach our kids what unity means, and just be a proper community. Yeah. Uh, Let You Go was a really cool concept. It was from his girlfriend's perspective about the kind of content in his songs all the sleeping around and stuff like that. Uh, downloaded your mixtape. It sounded so good. But why you got to say things that make me sound so small? You're talking about your experience with, uh, talking about your experience with other women. How you think that? How you think that be looking? Yeah. My daddy and whole family hearing that. Where's the respect? I don't feel it. And then he just goes on to share his side, and he pretty much just says he's keeping it real. He's keeping it real. He's keeping it hunted. He's trying to teach his homies, motivate his homies. But like that's that's just a silly reason. I, I don't think it it justifies it at all. But yeah. Anyway, um, world is mine features Big Sean. It's really really good, but has another fucking repetitive chorus, and you hear it three times. Uh, Back hurt is a motherfucking banger. <laughs> that's got um the Migos. How does it go? Um, got so many. Oh no. They say something like, got so many racks, make my mother fucking back hurt, oh. or something like that. Yeah, 
my motherfucking back hurt. All these rats make my motherfucking back hurt. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and then, so yeah, that was the last track. Uh, overall, my biggest critique for this man on this album is his choruses. They are really annoying. Uh, he's not at all to, to share that he has feelings. Uh, he does so on I Love You, which is about a chick, on Grandma, where he wishes he was still alive to see that his hard work has paid off. He's got a great voice, and although he's not super adventurous with his flows, he chooses the right ones for him. My favourite song of that one was Beautiful People. Nice. Now, his most recent album from 2017, Still Striving. This is the one with Plain Jane on it. The intro to this album, Trap and a Dream, is so good. He does the first sort of six lines or so with no beat. Like, it's just him rapping hard. And then you just hear, like, a riser in the background, like... Just getting louder and louder. And then the beat hits just as he starts a new line. And it hits hard. But again, this track has a boring chorus. Rubber Band Man, I really like. It was actually my starter pack for this album, like, ages ago. Uh, it's got Killer Cam in it. Uh, I don't. I won't include songs I've mentioned before in my favourite songs at the end, but this is a good track, so be sure to check it out. Uh, there is also, oh sorry, there is actually a really bad run in this album though, for like sort of like six songs or so, where he's with like Nav, Lil Yachty, Famous Dex, all of those guys, and his style does not match with these guys at all. Like I don't know if it's just like the age or their voices, but if you got someone else that also does trap like J Cole, Drake, Two Chains. I think they'd sound so much better than like Lil Yachty. Um, with Plain Jane as well, the beat for that, I'm going to play that real quickly. I've got a cool fact about... Tunnel for a watch. Pressing Plain, Plain Jane. Jane. So this bit here. That's a train. Oh, I like that. The, the, yeah. The producer was just in the subway after a night out with his boys. He was on his way home and he was like the only one in the underground... And he just heard like a train coming through the tunnel like ages away and it was like echoing and he thought, that sounds really cool. So he pulled out his phone, recorded it and he used it. It was like four years later he used it for this. It's so cool. Like, That's it's pretty such, swag. That's pretty swag. It's amped up. That's really, really... I love that. It's so creative. Um, uh. Uh, he does end the album really, really strong though. The last two tracks have very sort of like ethereal. How is that word said? Ethereal, I think ethereal. that is right. Eth- ethereal. I don't even know. Ethereal. I don't know. Don't even know. Out of this world, airy beats. Uh, the second last track is just cold, saying you have to take care of yourself out here. If you're gonna step on neighbors' necks if they cross, you do it. And then the last track, he talks about how his dad passed away. And how he just started spiraling after that. He briefly touches on other points in his life where he's felt like similar sort of ways. My favourite song is Tango, which is the last one. Tango, there you go. Yeah, about his, his dad passing away. So uh, my my favourite songs throughout... So your official starter pack is... Lord, Cocaine Castle, Work Remix, Uncle, Talk It, Beautiful People and Tango. And Tango. And the best album is Ferg Forever. The highs in this album weren't the highest that he's had, but it's the most consistent throughout. That's my... There you uh, go, there's your... That's me disc dive. All right, so I'm going to do 
You want me to do my review now? We yeah. Got, uh... Yeah, go for it, mate. So, Big Crit, big fan of Big Crit. Um, got his album, his previous album, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. He's he's actually, like he said in his uh, in one of his songs, I can't remember this song exactly, but he is over 300 songs deep and 10 really? albums. So he's wow. released 10 albums. and Well done, Big Crit. Um, Does he call himself like the Critter? No, he calls that himself the good. biggest of crits. What um, is it like crit? What I, don't even, to I don't even know. I could probably look that up, but um, I haven't for this review. So I haven't looked anything up for this review. I'm, I'm free balling this one almost. <laughs> um, has gotten colder still. Um, if yeah, I'm fucking, to know. <laughs> I got balled up right now. <laughs> um, yeah, this album is really good. Uh, I think one of the, the main reasons why I think Crit has a, has a major appeal is he's very authentic with his, with his sound. And I think that yeah. that comes from him really... One being really good at curating and sort of putting together an album and really picking out the best parts of what makes him a really great artist and and showcasing them. He doesn't yeah, just he's very self aware. Yes, he's very meticulous with his choices of songs. Like mm. um, even the skits on this album are really good. The the opening skit um, he starts off like that. It's like these two English guys talking, and he's like, "Oh yes, I know that this is going to be a good album," and he, he's going on and. <laughs> And it's really good. And then he's like, he's from the flat plains of Mississippi. And like, <laughs> but he sort of really like airs it out. And it's really yeah. funny intro, but... It's hard for me to like skits. Yeah. I don't me, like many of them. I'm going to play the skit for you, for yeah, you real yeah. quick. Um, I think the best ones that are like sort of the consistent ones are the Paul ones. Yeah. Eminem, Eminem definitely does have good... Um, yeah. No, not bug crit. <laughs> but yeah, th- there aren't many skits that I do like. Yeah, is it is it this one? Now look here, man. I really don't feel like discussing. No, is it this one? No, it must be that now one. Look here, man. I prepare yourselves. You is is he British? You might as well yeah, it is an odd. Yeah, and he sort of he really opens up, um, like really cool, and and I think that he he chose. Um, like I said, he, he meticulously chooses everything. Like, he doesn't have anything for, for no reason. And the beats on this are really good. We did get some trap beats. Um, I'm going to talk about that when I talk about the J. Cole track, um, Prove It. Really great track and um, something that um, I'll definitely be... Um... <laughs> what? Definitely something that I'll, I'll continue listening to throughout the okay. year. I think it's definitely one of my favorite Crit songs. Um, and, and that's one thing that I, I really liked about this album. This album had some... It's it's not as consistently good as Catalactica or mm. um, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. I just think that this album... And I, and I hate referring back to previous projects um, because I'm not really judging this one fairly, but this one is consistent throughout, but it's just not as good. Like, you yeah. can be great... You can have great consistency or you can have good consistency. And I think that this one had good consistency... As in, like, every song is really good. Where on uh, Forever, it was, like, solid throughout. Like, it was great throughout. And I yeah. think that that what really sets these two albums apart. And and I think maybe just at that time of my life, I was just feeling that album more. And now I have, like, a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. But this album's really good. Like, it's it's 19 tracks deep. It's I think it's just a touch over an hour. Or, no, a touch under an hour. I think it's, like, 50... Yeah, 56 minutes. I was going to say 56 as a guess. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that I effect think, has a name as well. What? Where you like look at something in the past 
and have it in higher regards than you would yeah. if you listen to it now. I forget what the effect is called. They talked about it on um, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the production on this is really good, and I think that's what also grinds... Uh, grinds. That's what also like puts him above. It adds to that authenticity. And I think one thing I was thinking of when I was when I was listening was like this guy is um, unashamedly from the country. Like a lot of guys, like a lot of guys from the south, like the Migos and yeah. and Gucci Mane, like they try and sound different. Like they sound like they're yeah. from Atlanta or um, the other guy I just said before is not from there. Where's he from again? Wait, who? Gucci Mane. Oh, everyone yeah. thinks he's from from uh, Atlanta but he's not really he's from Georgia no that is Atlanta no he's from a different one really yeah he's from a different place I'll, I'll, is he from I'll look it up I don't know but yeah um, like I think that he really goes into the roots and I think that um, one thing uh, learn from Texas is a really um, big one that I, I really enjoyed um, which was actually on his um what, what was it called? Like that double EP where he just released two songs. Um, I think he's from Alabama. Um, yeah, he is from Alabama. Yeah. Um, Alabama. Yeah, so Learn From Texas was really good because it, it it threw back to like the South where if you, if you hear, listen to a Migos song or something, yeah, they sound different and yeah, they're making trap music, but they're not really talking about like Outkast or UGK or... DJ yeah. Screw. Travis Scott does um, at times. Um, but he yeah, just well, sort of... Yeah, he literally had R.I.P. Screw. Yeah, and I think, but I think he just sort of... He takes it much more... Not serious, but he, he tries to show it more. And that's like what he says um, in one of the songs uh, in Mississippi. He's just talking about that like he's from here. Um, and, and Mississippi actually stands for, in this song, maybe I'm so Southern, I sometimes scare ignorant people's perception of independence. Whoa, that's cool as. Yeah. So How he's, the fuck did he do that for a whole fucking... Like, Mississippi is a long word. Yeah, that's, that's what that stands for. And so he's talking about, like, I'm maybe from that's, the South and... Wait, say it again. Maybe I'm so Southern, sometimes... I sometimes scare ignorant people's perceptions of independence. That sounds like a normal sentence. Yeah. And like, he, that is not... In any way twisted to fit the word it's trying to fit. Yeah. And Fuck so, it. Well done, mate. That yeah. is impressive. So he talks about um he talks about like even though he's from the from the south and from the country, like he's not dumb. Like he, he makes money the same way everyone else does. Like he's very smart. He yeah. he knows how to do his taxes. Yeah, he even says uh, yeah. luxury tax. He's he, not a businessman, he's yeah. a businessman. And he and he says um one of my favorite uh, lines is I'm just saying, I ain't tripping on your role, but let's be real. You ain't ever been around here before and you ain't ever seen the stars and the moon glow. Never heard your granny yell out, boy, stop slamming them doors. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, like talking that. about like, that's like a very Southern thing. Yeah. And I think that we don't get that authenticity. We don't hear the Migos talking about growing yeah. up in this area. Or I'm picking on the Migos, but Gucci Mane, <laughs> Future, any of yeah, these fuck guys. Fuck you, Migos. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of these guys just really talk about um, like one specific thing and, and in, in today's rap scene it's it's money and it's women and it's drugs yeah. but I think Big Crit really grounds himself he really allows his music to be a representation of what he sees around him rather yeah, than what, genuine. what people think they want to hear and, and I yeah. think um, 
both both sides. I think the Migos and, and that genre is perfectly fine, and they do yeah. a really good oh, job at what got, they do. There's a reason for it to exist. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in this same song, it says, show a young boy how to be a grown man from a grown man to a king so I can shine. Lights bright and brights light and little, little lights shine. Ooh. Believe that there, when you come up from where I come from, you got to do what you got to do. Wow. So he's talking, I did that really well. That was first yeah, take. Yeah, well, right there. I, I got to, yeah, give you props there, mate. That's um, impressive. Yeah, and he, he just talks about his experiences. So, like I said, I keep saying this word, authentic, authentic, Authentic. Authentically, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> I was getting genuinely and authentically. I was trying to make up a word, but yeah, he says it so authentically that it's it's cool. And them old schools when they fall down and that wood grain too, and that diamond in the back, man, you see that shit, man. I got it like that. Hold up, I remember, I remember, not knowing where I came from until I realized where I came from. Proud parents, black parents, my parents, they standing on the same steps that they supposed to. I'm in the same place that they supposed to. And I'm gonna keep raising them higher and higher, and the biggest house I can find, I'm gonna buy it and buy it. That's cool. And I'm gonna keep trying and trying to make them proud, and all that two chain songs right. Most things ain't never happen overnight, but when you try and fly a kite, and you gotta make that flight, and you gotta make shit right, you gotta do what you gotta do. You get it done. You get it done. That's dope. That's hard bars right there. I like that. A That's lot. just one song. I'm literally reading from one song. <laughs> and and it's just. That's what makes it so good. And, and right at the end, um, he comes... Not not right at the end. It's, it's sort of the end of his second um, verse. He says, Baby, I'm so Southern, I sometimes scare ignorant people's perception of independence. Like, they see me, and they're like, that guy can't be independent. Look at him. He's this, yeah. this, this, and this. And then, like, oh, that's not what like you're meant to look like. If you're rich and you're powerful, you don't come from the South or you don't do yeah. that. So, And I think that that comes through throughout the whole album. And... And the song over, um, Overnight, Out of Space too, really um, calls into question Big Crit's um, idea of of uh, existence and, and what he believes. He's a very Christian man coming from the South. And um, I really like, let me see if I can find that, um, that line. Where does he say it? Um, oh, yeah, he says, um, so this is songs are very, uh, so the, the opening of this song is, sometimes I ride around like I never live here. I've never been here, might up and leave here, might call my people like, peace, I'll see ya, I'll build a spaceship only for my leisure, I'll come back next year, I'm tired of collectors, I'll come back next, oh wait, fake friends, that's flex and bozos that message under the comments, all of the nonsense. So he's like, he's setting up this sort of like otherworldly sort of thing and, and that like, he's like a higher power sort of thing yeah. and, and he says, um, uh, and what if we were just marbles in a jar and God was playing jacks and then one day he just rolls us out the pack. Sheesh, picture that. Like he's sort of like yeah. questioning like what happens if like none of this is for anything and then like one day it just is gone. And, and I think that uh, it's really good and yeah, he's just talking about like how he wants to go to, like not how he wants to go out of space, out of space, but like how he is like meant for like a higher thing and, yeah. and he's like that. And um, I really like this line here. He says, I remember all I ever wanted was a jetpack so I could go farther in the hood that I used to live at. Instead of playing cops and robbers, probably should have astronauted. Maybe should have seen another planet, but we were shooting pocket rockets. I'm not saying what's the plan. We done spent too many days, too many years in traffic jams. That's cool. Yeah, really cool lyrical miracle of an album this is, and um, and I think in the high end country, which is the uh, uh, the interlude. Let me see if I can find out what he says. He says, um, 
Now look here, man. I don't really feel like discussing the particulars of the particulars when he's saying any names. But what's about to happen right now is about to be a real sensational, phenomenal, educational display of a verbal ability bestowed upon a magnificent human being. Prepare yourselves. You've waited this long. You may as well continue to wait because I've been waiting. And then so he's talking about like that this album's like going to be, it's going to be like the next thing. And, and, yeah. it, and it is. Um, but yeah, I want to touch on um, a few more songs, but overall, really great album. Um, definitely one that you can listen to and it, it is hard to get into. Like when I first listened to Big Crit, I, I didn't really enjoy it as much as what I do now, but you just sort of have to let it come to you naturally. Um, and if you like the bars that I've said, you're going to like it because he has a beat behind it and he's saying it with a bit more purpose than I am. But mm. one thing that I keep harking on and, and I keep going back to is the authenticity that Crit shows throughout the whole thing. And songs like um, Addiction, there, there is some filler songs and some songs that don't really fit the theme, like Addiction, which has... Uh, Lil Wayne and Saweetie on it. Um, okay. High Beams is a bit of a weird one. Blue Flame Ballad, um, which is where he talks about falling in love with this woman. Uh, a blue f- blue flame ballet, rather not ballot. S- s- <laughs> spelt the same. Um, <laughs> he he's talking about this woman that he saw at a strip club, and and he saw her as doing ballet, not dancing. As in, like oh, okay. she wasn't, and like she was like that good at what she was doing that like he yeah, saw it, it in like a, a whole other different art form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and um, yeah, high beams is a bit of a weird one. Life in the Sun's really good, but um. Overall, a really great album and not as good as his previous works, I don't think. Well, at least um, Forever is a Mighty Long Time because Forever is a Mighty Long Time, I think had like 12 songs legitimately in a row that were like all listenable, all eight or higher. This album doesn't have that and that's most albums don't have 12 songs in a row. Most albums don't have 12 songs to start with. (laughs) Most 12 aren't like really great. Um, we do get some trap on this album. Um, like the song Prove It, it literally sounds like it should be on Amigo's album, like the, the chorus. I'm going to play it for you. Okay. Um, and Wolf DeMichaels, I think the, the producer's name is, is really great. He's on the chorus on this one. Um, he's a great producer and he works really well with Crit and, um, fantastic, absolutely fantastic um, track. And I'm going to play the song for you. If you just hear the chorus... It comes up straight away. So you're saying this sounds like Amigos? Yeah, like it could go on Amigos song. Okay. Yeah. Like if imagine if Quavo was singing that. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's Amigos. Yeah. Um. We all know Amigos are like the top. Yeah. No rapper can beat them. No. Nah, no. No. Um. Yeah. No um, rapper want no smoke. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, this... So Big Crit actually had recorded this song fully, I believe. Um, and he's like, I really want J. Cole on this. J. Cole would be really good on this. And they'd never worked before. Um, and he came on and he killed it on this part. And he does really well. And the, the drums in this are very trap um, influenced. Not the whole album. There's a lot of samples on here. A lot of heavy um, keys, piano and whatnot. But... Um, yeah, really great um, work from Wolf, like I said. But Big Crit in this song basically talking about, if you you could probably guess, like, if you believe in me, you got to prove it. Like, you do this for me. Um, he said, you got to grieve for me. Like, if I'm gone, um, you got to do that. Um, basically talking about that. But I actually want to talk about 
um, J. Cole's verse, he comes in and, and the first part of the verse, I was a bit confused about at first because we, we got this thing about proving your love and proving how much you mean to someone. And obviously these guys are quite famous. So you have to sort of prove that you're not fake um, to them. And yeah. So J. Cole comes in and he says, big crit, I feel your shit. Been feeling your shit since Felton put me on. I put him on dot. He put me on crit. Was here since then. Nine years have gone. I wrote more songs than a man can count. And so basically he's talking about like he loves Big Crit's music. Um, and Felton, I'm not sure who Felton is. Genius has a little um, thing. Felton, it doesn't really say who Felton is. It just has a picture of, I don't know who this is. Could this be Felton? I'm not. <laughs> oh, yes. Felton is J. Cole's web manager. Okay. Um, he, hel- he helped put Buzz around at Cole's early mixtapes. Um, and then Born Sinner. Yeah. So... Basically saying like, I like your music and I put this guy on Kendrick Lamar's music and it was confusing for me. And then <laughs> I was like, okay. But then what he um, comes in with next is really um, poignant and I really want to read it to you because it's it's really um, influential and really, um, like I said, poignant to rap um, in today's culture. He says, um, I wrote more songs than a man can count trying to figure out how to put them out without watering down my brand. I don't want them to not want my jams. Don't know. Don't want to become somebody that nobody want to hear. But I recognize this as a bitch ass fear. Why the fuck do I care if I ain't got your ear? Then I ain't revered. If I ain't revered, then why am I here? What if these songs you refuse to share all due to the fact that you're insecure could have helped somebody out like you see the world more clear? Let me switch gear. So he's talking about like, yeah, why? Like he's scared to put music out because people won't like it. But what happens if that song helps one person? Yeah, yeah, like get through something, and and he's like, that's like he's saying to himself, like that's a bitch ass fear. Like I should just put it out. Yeah, th- that's worth more than yeah. Like than, I'll, I'll yeah, cop the hate, but I can yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I really like that. I'm trying to figure out how to put them put them out without watering down my brand. Like he's got this. Um, he has persona a very well. Yeah, a very good brand for himself. Yeah, and like he doesn't want to like that that holds back so many artists. Like yeah. so many artists probably have thousands of songs that we're never going to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Imagine how many Kanye West has or like, yeah, even post Malone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of the verse, people have actually went digging and actually found this girl. Um, <laughs> he talks about, uh, so he says, um, allow me to use this feature to shout out one of the first fans I ever had named Felicia. Um, and I really, it was coincidental that feature and Felicia were, yeah, um, I'm sure he would have made it work another way, but yeah. So he's talking about. So wait, they found Felicia. Yeah, they found her. They, How the fuck? I don't know, but they came out and so in this song, he's basically saying like, "You really proved that you were a big fan. Like you used yeah. to before I was famous, you used to meet me at baggage claim and like yeah, you yeah. used to do this." And he says, "Oh, you worked for Delta, which is an airlines um, company, and like you did this and you did this and like you got to fly to all my shows for free because of this and everything." Yeah. And yeah, people um, found him and yeah, really cool. Yeah. F- found her rather. Um, really cool. And last one I want to touch on is Family Matters. Best song on the album to me. If I was to get you to listen to a Big Crit song off this album to um, imp- uh, influence you to listen to the whole thing, it would definitely be Family Matters. Um, it's really simple. If you were to guess what it's um, about, he's obviously talking about his family and how much it means to him. And yeah. That that's all that really cares to me and to him. And if you listen to Forever Is a Mighty Long Time, the final track was called "Bury Me in My Gold," which talked about 
when on the surface level you might think that like he's being greedy, like he's got yeah. his gold, it's for him. But he he was talking about it as in bury me with it because if I get to heaven and I need to pay, I'll give everything. Yeah. So that's basically what that was, and I sort of get the same vibe from this song. Um, the there's lyrics like in here like the more I give, the more I gain, and and things like that. Um, but my favorite. Um, lyric on the whole album and, and I, I'm gonna try and say it like him he's like family matters more to me than the winds low dark night no joke I'm just hanging at the window he like Ooh. says it like that he like, like hammers it. it yeah, yeah he That's hammers cool. it down and basically the, the chorus is if I come up you come up if we if I ball out we ball out if I'm popping you popping talking yeah. about like whatever I have you have and, and things like that and um, and things like that and, and I think that like, there's been artists that have said this before, right? This yeah. isn't new. But it just feels so genuine. Like, you know that this is real. And I don't know if I'm biased because I've heard his other stuff or and I, I know that he's done this um, and I know he's given X amount of money to his mom and his dad or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. It feels real. Um, and and there's, a, there's actually a line in here that, it, that you might like. Bang out the caddy with that iron. I'm just staying on course. Tiger! I'm a master no jacket. I got green like a pasture. You get a plate, you get a plate, you get a plate. Unlike the ones from the pasta. I like that. That's hard. Yeah, because like really the cool pasta, up. you know, when they hand out at church. Yeah. And but he said pasture. Yeah. Like the like grass. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. And um like tiger referring like to Like staying on course. Yeah. Tiger and then the green. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm a, that's clever. I'm a master, no jacket. You know how they like the masters. If yeah. you win that, you get the green jacket. That's hard. I got green like a pasture. You get a plate. You get a plate. That's hard. But yeah, really great album. Um, I know I didn't really do much reviewing in this one, did I? I mainly just talked about. Um, I think I did. Yeah, I think in the did. ramblings of me reading <laughs> lyrics. Um, really great album. I'm giving this one a nine out of ten. Um, Forever is a mighty long time. Got a 10 out of 10 for me. I didn't review it though, but if I was, maybe if I reviewed it, I'd be more analytical. Yeah. But it, off the top of my head, it would probably get a 10. But this album is so solid and my favorite of the year so far, not high scoring. I have a few higher. Oh, actually, Tyler Creator is probably up there too. <laughs> I, there's too many good albums this year, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, check this one out. Give it a listen for yourself because I can't really explain the the context of this album. Yeah. Um, favorite tracks, Learn From Texas. Family Matters, Prove It, uh, Addiction, Saweetie killed that hook. That's a hard hook. And then um, Lil Wayne comes in and his line is so, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's so cool. Uh, he's like, um, what's he say? He's like, all aboard, waterboard. Ooh. I'll be an Aquaman. Let me put my goggles on. <laughs> it's a pretty hard um, verse, but yeah, really great album. Nine out of 10. Definitely go and check that out. I can't really um, endorse that one enough. Uh, it is a long listen, just a tad under an hour, but definitely worth a listen. Uh, really great features on this thing. I think he did really well. Picked um, some actually um, unknown features. He had, um, what was that guy's name? Maker? That's just his name, Maker. Like M-A-K-E-R? No, Camper. 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 Um, Baby Rose, Yella Beezy, Rico Love. I have heard of Baby Rose before. Yeah. And Lil Wayne and Saweetie, obviously everyone knows both of them. Um, no, I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really great. Um, Believe is really good. Energy. Well, how's that one go? He's like, I need your energy. Oh, yeah. He yeah. says something like that. Um, yeah, really great song, but I've been babbling on enough, so let's get on to my uh, 
extra secret uh, segment that I haven't told Robert about. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm I'm actually going to do a... I don't have the props this week. Oh, we don't even film this segment, so never mind. I don't need the props. What props? Uh, I'm going to do a Tyler's Collection uh, vinyl review. I'm going to review some of the vinyls I have, so I'm going to do two a week. Yep. Um, so this week I don't have them but I'll pretend to hold them up to the camera so this <laughs> week not even recording yeah I know so uh, this week I am going to do Astro World by Travis Scott which I purchased yep. um, a while ago and I will do I'm not going to talk about the songs because I've already talked about them I'm just going to talk about more um, why I purchased them and, and things like that why I added them to my collection and I yep. will do um, one of the first ones I got which was um what was it? I can't even remember, so I won't do that one. Um, <laughs> and I will do some rap songs by El Sweatshirt, which I just recently picked up. Yep. Now, I'll, I'll go to Astro World first. Um, it was just an iconic album, wasn't it? Yeah. Last year, like... It, there was so much hype behind it. So, seven years in the making or something. Yeah. I keep looking to the camera like it's on, but um, <laughs> seven years in the making or something ridiculous like yeah, that. It but huge. it was... Realistically, it was a monster album, like 30 yeah. features or 22 features, whatever it was. I think I got overzealous with the 30. Um, but you can't even see it on the album. You hid them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just had to get it at this point. Like, it, I think that that album is like a landmark album. Like, I think yeah. like 2018 will be remembered as like a monster year. Yeah, like, we definitely. had so many big drops. Eminem. Um, Kanye like four times. Yeah, we had Drake. <laughs> we had um, who who, who uh, the last one? Triple was, Red. Triple Red. Yeah, <laughs> like Nicki Minaj even as yeah. like a sort of smaller artist. Earl Sweatshirt. Um, not Tyler Creator. Um, barely. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had YG. Like it was such an iconic yeah. year. But I think Travis Scott's album really like stands out right in the middle yeah. as one that that outshone everyone's expectations yeah, like yeah. everyone was expecting this to be pretty mid and it came out and it killed it and it had some really great songs like some of my favorite artists of all time are on this frank ocean drake got some features um you don't have to listen just say everyone in the game yeah everyone there. everyone that raps was on this <laughs> album um yeah a really fantastic combination of psychedelic trap yeah and i thought that um if i didn't get it i would regret it um, and I haven't seen any around anywhere else. So okay. if you can find it, props to you. But I got it <laughs> like a week after it was like on vinyl because obviously they don't like have vinyl straight away because it takes yeah. a while to um, produce them. But yeah, I just saw it. It cost me a bit. It was like 75 bucks. Yeah. But in, in Australian dollars. So it'd be a bit less. Like um, 50 or something. Yeah, in, in American, in USD. But yeah, fantastic album. Listen to it. Once a week, not the vinyl per se. It's more of like a, a piece yeah. sort of thing. But I do have a record player. Um, but yeah, I love that album. And, and the artwork's amazing on the front. Yeah, the the Astro World sort of theme. and Yeah, it's a really cool concept. Yeah, really cool. And, and Sway Lee's on there. The mm. Weekend's on there. Oh, what an album. Really great. Um, common. And most importantly, Travis Scott turned up. Like yeah. he wasn't outshone by many features. Um, and El Sweatshirt, Summer Up Songs, just recently picked it up. I spoke about that. Did I speak about that? I can't remember. Anyway. I don't know. I picked up El Sweatshirt's um, Summer Up Songs. Um, I, I saw it a couple of weeks ago and then finally decided to pick it up today. Um, I actually texted Rob when it came out. I, I spoke about this before on the last show, but I didn't like it. I actually hated it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I was listening to it on dodgy headphones or something, but... 
all of a sudden it was just great. And I was just like, <laughs> what is this? Is this a different album? Did it get like remastered or something? Um, yeah, really great, really influential. It actually brought me to Mac Homie and Mike yeah. and things like that. They came before Earl, but Earl listened, like had it. And then I was like, oh, who else sounds like this? And then I went back and, and it was really enjoyable. Um, really cool album artwork. It, it's ugly where he's like just sort of like shaking the camera yeah. and it's like all distorted. Um, I can't repeat what is on the back. There's um, the N word, the neighbor word on the back. <laughs> he just says bars, neighbor. And then like, it's like a quote and it says me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I really like the, the, the joke on the back there. It's, yeah. it's quite funny. And um, I think it's a really understated album. Some rap songs. Uh, oh, it's a bit more than that. <laughs> it's one of the better albums of last year. Um, but yeah, Earl has always kept a, a special place for me in music. I think that growing up, I, I grew up on different hip hop to what Rob did, but I think Odd Future really broke me out of that. And I think I, I gravi gravitated to, more towards Frank and Tyler, but Earl was definitely in the background. And yeah. now he's releasing some really great music and I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. And I like collecting the vinyls, the hard copies, and I can put them up, I, I think, eventually in my own house or, or wherever I'm going I'm to put them all up in one room and have them all as oh, that one little cool. piece. And I uh, have sort of my grails almost up, up, oh, yeah, up yeah. higher. Um, but yeah, phenomenal two albums. And um, I think I'll do the actual one next week. I'll do uh, the, uh, what, what one did you do this week? The Discog Dive, I'll do the Discog Dive next week yeah. and then I might jump back over to oh, yeah, two yeah. more albums. Um, just to sort of break it up. Because I didn't um, didn't really want to, because we're going to run out of regions soon. Yeah, it's not are. really many. So <laughs> I was actually going to think of like, do like Croatian hip hop just as a <laughs> bit of a meme. But I was just like, nah, I'll think of a different segment and I, I thought of this one. So yeah, we've okay. been talking about um, doing like a vinyl review yeah. for a while. But uh, yeah, just did it then. So that's that. Do we have any more segments for tonight? Uh, yeah, so we've got app. the rap song of the year. Ah, yes. Is that the last one? This one? I think it is. Yeah, it is. It last is, okay, one. yep. So I'm um, up to... Oh, fuck, my phone is cold. Yeah, my phone is freezing too. Um, 1983 this year. Yeah, we're, um, we're powering through the years now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Sucker MCs first. Yeah. Just because, to me, uh, Grandmaster Melly Mel had the better song. You think so? Yeah. I thought Sucker MCs was a better <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so Sucker MCs, finally a normal length track. Both of them as yes, well. Yes, they were. Both, uh, like, what were they, just a touch under four minutes, was it? Uh, a touch over three minutes for Sucker MCs, and then, yeah, a touch under four yeah. for White Lines. Yeah. Um, this is half the length of the rest of the tracks that we've reviewed. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't anything super outstanding about this track to me. But I, I, I can see the evolution. It's much closer to what we have now. Yeah. Uh, it's a flex song. He mentions caviar and bubble baths. Uh, he says he's better than you with lines like, you a $5 boy, I'm a million dollar man, which I think is a cold bar. That's why I think I like this yeah. album a little bit better. We see... The song you mean. Yeah, sorry, song rather. I yeah. think like this is much closer to what we have than yeah. White Lines. Like this is like a... Like, if this was released, like, this year, it would sound dated, but it would still have the right content. Yeah, that's right. And fair. I think that, like, the influence of this outweighed the influence of White Lines. And I think that when we review these, we can't really review, 
like super biasedly. Like it's it yeah. is gonna be uh, unbiasedly rather. It's we're gonna be jaded in our thing. Like you're being very objective, I think, in in terms of like which one's better. I'm more thinking like what is better for the overall health of hip hop, and I yeah, think that like um, Sucker MCs and and Run DMCs. Yeah, iconic. iconic like and like this is not when we first heard them but it, it was definitely like when they were getting bigger yeah and yeah. i think that like in terms of hip-hop if we didn't have run dmc i don't know where we would be yeah um, just as a whole thinking about that it's weird that we're we're in that right now like if we didn't have yeah x or not not x as in the artist but if we didn't have insert oh, artists God. here like we yeah. wouldn't have in in 30 years like if we don't have Lil, Lil Xan, right? Let's just yeah. say, if we take Lil Xan out, in 30 years, maybe we don't get this person. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and it's, it's crazy to think that even someone as unlikable right now as Lil Xan, <laughs> yeah. he could birth this guy that everyone loves 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. Like someone like Lil Peep said, Future's like his idol or whatever. Like, yeah, what, what's sense. that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's weird to see that someone might get into rap because of Lil Xan. And, yeah. and hundreds of MCs definitely got into rap because of yeah. Run MC. And I think same with Melly Mel and who, yeah. Grandmaster Flash, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird to think about. Yeah, it, it is. This it's, is a trippy segment. <laughs> it really is. Um, so, yeah, I, I can see how with lines like that, that it is it does relate more to what we have now. Um like obviously you can still see its age with like the basic instrumental and especially the flows that are, are very used. Uh, but I definitely think that it's around now that we're really seeing hip hop become its own genre and develop its own sound and style that's different to whatever else is going on. Yeah, it's finally evolving. Yeah. Which I think is really good. And, and with the other track, I really like the... Because um, Grandmaster Flash is on the um, instrumental. Yeah, yeah, he's a DJ. And I really enjoy that. And we saw it with Africa Bambata that like these producers and, and conductors almost, they're getting their own like shine. And now we have yeah. guys like Metro Boomin and, yeah. and Weezy Out of Here, guys that just do it. Weezy Out of Here. Yeah, <laughs> guys that just like do it for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like back then, like the 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 producer didn't get any mention, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Grandmaster Flash and Africa Bambata really um, made it Well, look like, at um, cool. look at Clem's Casino now. Yeah, everyone wants like Alchemist Casino beat. Yeah, yeah, Mad Lib yeah. guys like that. It's it's really crazy to. Um, yeah, like if you're an up and coming rapper and you just say buy a Metro Boomin beat, you can put Metro Boomin in the title and that will get you clicks. Yeah, it's it's um, it's really crazy that like we evolved from yeah these two songs. Realistically, these two songs are bad. Like realistically <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking, yeah. like if we put these up against the best songs of like. This year, like say yeah. like last year or whatever, we pick whatever songs, and you put them next to it. It's heavily changed, yeah. But the influence is much greater on those because, yeah, yeah. Like we're living through it. Like yeah, in twenty years, yeah, in twenty years, like a Kanye West song might sound terrible to this new guy, yeah. But like you can see where it comes from, and um, not not taking any shade at these two tracks. I think they're really good for where they are. Yeah, in yeah time. exactly. Like, yeah, I think. And yeah, going on like 35 years later, you can't really yeah. look at it. And, and Melly, uh, white lines, don't, don't do it. Um, Wait, what do you mean don't, don't? That was like the, in brackets, that was its like second title. I've literally written it as don't do it. Oh, well on this it says don't, don't do it. 
<laughs> what do you so, want? Uh, I'm just on genius, mate. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe that is what it is. Yeah. The one thing I didn't <laughs> like about that song, and you'll get to it more in depth. Um, yeah. It was just a bit more repetitive, like freeze, rock. You know what I mean? How it just yeah, like that's kept, fair enough. And like, um, what do they say? Rang, dang, diggity, dang, ding, da, dang. <laughs> says that like a hundred times. <laughs> but it's definitely more catchy. I'll give you that. It yeah, definitely yeah. has, it's like two different songs. Like you can't really even compare yeah. them. It's sort of unfair. This is like pure, not pure rap, but this is like for that era, that's like rap. And this yeah. one again is more um, beat well, oriented. I actually liked um, Grandmaster Flash for the content, like the message behind it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll just read through what I've written. Yeah. Uh, second week in a row, we've got Melly Mel. And again, he's pushing the boundaries, talking about masturbation in the first two lines of the track. What does he say that? He does. Ticket to ride. Wait, where are you reading that from? Literally, oh. the first two lines. Vision, dreams of passion, and all the white I think of you. Is that yeah. what you're looking at? Yeah. Is that what that means? Yep. Vision, <laughs> vision. Oh, wait, what is it? Vision, vision, dreams of passion, and yeah. all the white I think of you. Yeah, so while I'm thinking of someone, I'm having vision, dreams of passion. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he's, he's wanking. There you go. Um, yeah, who, who dares wank in 1983? <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> what impure soul. <laughs> Mate, for real. Um, the, and the track itself is like an anti-drug PSA. Uh, yeah, specifically cocaine. Yeah, uh, but it, it's what I like about it, especially, is that it's disguised as like a party track. Yeah, it is definitely. Um, he ends every verse with "Don't do it." I think my favorite way he's, that he says that was in verse two. He says, "Um, twice as sweet as sugar, twice as bitter as salt, and if you get hooked, baby, it's nobody else's fault. So don't do it." Yeah, which is really cool. Saying so like, if yeah, if you get addicted, you brought yourself there. There's no point blaming someone else, which is a very common thing for addicts to do. It's yeah. you take responsibility for what you've done. Yeah, I got one here. A street kid gets arrested, got to do some time. He got out there three years from now, just going to commit more crime. Yeah. A businessman is caught with 24 kilos. He's out in bail and out of jail. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. Yeah. It's very, I, I do agree with you. It's, it's a greater message, but I think that just in terms of influence and yeah, yeah. Pure rap. I think Run DMC is better yeah. in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I am looking at it for like the message and the song itself rather than what the song has done. Yeah. Um, in verse three as well, he... Um, I can't remember if I've written down the thing that you just quoted. I think I have. Oh, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, in verse three, he brings up the fact that poor people who commit petty crimes get jail time Whereas rich people who commit huge crimes only get a slap on their yeah, wrist because yeah. they can just pay their way out yeah. of it. Uh, the instrumental was dope. Um, I can't really tell. I think it's trumpets that have like a little solo every now and then. Like the quick sort of upbeat bass line sounds just awesome. Uh, and I love when there's like, I guess you could call it an ad lib. Um, like at the start of the line in the higher voice, it's like white lines, vision, dreams of passion. Blowing through my mind. Like, it sounds really, really cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. And I, I personally liked... Um, I just took a screenshot trying to lock my <laughs> phone. Um, I personally like White Lines a bit better just because, yeah, I, I do like the message a lot more. And I, I think I am looking at it as like a, a personal kind of thing. Like, I just like that one. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I can definitely see that Run DMC is the one taking the next step. Yeah, and, not- and I think, I said this last week, I think we 
um, as we go further, we're going to see a lot more evolution and a lot yeah. quicker. And I think that personally for me, I'm going to side with, and I think you probably will too, the one that sounds more different yeah, and the yeah, one that yeah. sounds more like, like the previous week. Yeah, like it, it's going to, like it sounds more like as if it's pushing the boundaries. Yeah, and I yeah. think that Run DMC, because um, I, I think we talk about Run DMC like five or six years later, like we have this one and I yeah. think it comes up a, a while later. Um, that like they're not stopping, they're not sort of relying, falling back on like what's come before them, and I think yeah, that yeah. that's really what's um, gonna yeah gonna um, win favor for me anyway. And I think that uh, when we're gonna start picking up steam soon because at yeah. the moment we're hearing two very different sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think moving forward into the middle of the eighties and definitely into the nineties, we're gonna be hearing a lot more gangster rap and yeah. a lot more. Um, and then into the tens, we're going to be hearing much more of that uh, into the uh, into the noughties, and then the tens, much more of that bling rap trap. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a really good. Uh, I'm excited to get into the tens. You won't really know many earlier than that in the two thousands, where yeah. I'll um, have most of the favor. I know Kanye West <laughs> is in there, but um, in the tens, I think you'll you'll um they'll start to pick you'll, up. Yeah, the, you'll yeah. start. You probably won't have to listen to some of those songs in the tens. Um, I probably still will. Just yeah, to, just to yeah, just to refresh. Uh, yeah, exactly. But but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward because yeah, right now we're starting to just pick up like, steam. Yeah, as like the, that. The, um, the train wheels or adjust. Yeah, like that. Um, ASAP Ferg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, really, really great week. And did you write down what we have next week? I know uh, I sent no, them I to you, actually. but I, you uh, did send them to me. I forget. Um, yeah. Oh well, you guys will find out next week when we do it. Week, yeah, that's us <laughs> done for the. For the day? Yeah, yeah. Tune be in on sure Friday. To, yep. Mate, you got it covered for our uh, Fun Fields Friday where we just play a heap of games. Uh, you'll see what they are when you watch. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check out our socials uh, at GetCulturedAU on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Uh, no capitals, no spaces, nothing. Just at GetCulturedAU. We've got a Spotify playlist. It's called uh, the Get Cultured Playlist. You can find the link to it on all of our socials. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's just the songs that we like. We chuck them in there whenever we think of one that we like. And yeah, that's about it. If you're looking for new songs, looking for something to just vibe out to on your way. To, like sometimes when I'm um, driving to work, I don't really know what to listen to. Yep. I don't know what to put on, so I'll just find some random ass playlist. Yep. Chuck it on. Yeah. Right. Jump on ours. Do yeah. that to our <laughs> Well, I think for tonight, that's a wrap. That's it. See you later. See you on Friday. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, so tune in.